0: And the angle I want to take with this this week, it hinges, what I want to share this morning hinges around a verse in 1 Thessalonians 5, and it says this, there's a couple of verses, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 16, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Okay, just take a look at that. That may be one of the hardest scriptures in the whole of the Bible. Right? Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. Dear Lord, can't you ask me something simple? Give thanks in all circumstances. And the fact is, sitting here this Sunday morning, there might be some of you who say, Roger, but you don't know where I am. I don't know where you are, but I didn't write this stuff. Okay? Don't blame me. Don't shoot the messenger, okay? But the Bible says, give thanks in all circumstances. And what I want to do just now is, is I, I, I entitled this morning's talk, Lessons I've Learned When Life Stinks. I, I was going to say life sucks, but I'm not sure if you're allowed to say, <laughs> I, I'm not sure if you're allowed to say that in church or not. So, so I didn't do that, okay? So I just said, Lessons I've Learned When Life Stinks. But one of the things that helps me To be a little thankful, even in the most difficult circumstances, is to reflect on lessons I've learned when life has been difficult. And there's three very simple things that I want to share with you this morning uh, of these lessons that I've learned that might help you to give thanks in all circumstances. The first thing is this. Remember, tough times don't last. Tough times don't last. When we're in a crisis, we generally can't see the end of it. So it consumes us because that's our life right then. A lot of people talk about how important it is to be in the moment, and there are senses in which that is true. But the trouble is this. If you were totally in the moment, that's good when life's plain sailing. But big-picture thinking is far more beneficial when you're up against it. Let's not just concentrate on the here and now. Let's remember the fact that tough times don't last. When we we were kids, there were were five of us siblings, and um, my mother, sometimes in the summer, I guess when we were all off of school, my mother would take us to the beach. Now, to get to the beach from where we live. Um, It wasn't that far, but we lived in a city. We didn't have a car, didn't really need one with a good public transport system. So to get to the beach, we had to get the train. And we take the train to the beach. And one of the beaches we liked to go to was a place called Tynmouth. And to get to Tynmouth, the train went a lot of the journey right along the coast so that you had the, the, the sea one side of you and cliffs the other side of you, and and it was a, it was a beautiful ride if you were sitting on that side of the train, and, and and we'd come to this little town called Dawlish. and 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 as you came through Dawlish, the track went through the cliffs. At five different points, there were tunnels. Now a couple of them were very brief; they were almost like bridges. But we, you went through the cliffs, and when we were young, now. This was a week or two ago, all right? So so actually we didn't have there weren't there wasn't lighting in the train carriages. Well there was lighting, but they only put it on if you were going to go through a tunnel. So generally, the lights weren't on. So, so knowing that we were when we were approaching these tunnels, when we were little kids, we'd look to see if the lights were going to come on. And sometimes the lights didn't come on. And as a kid, we were we we were scared then because it was pitch black inside these tunnels. And and my mother would say, "Okay, I tell you what, let's all start counting." Lord knows what the rest of the passengers thought, but we'd all start counting. And, 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 and we'd keep counting until we came out into daylight again. But, and the fact is this. However many times we'd gone along that stretch of track and through those tunnels. As children, we were always nervous when we went into the dark. We knew we'd come through it. But in the moment, we were terrified. I want to make a statement today, which is probably the most profound statement you've ever heard from a preacher, and you will be glad you came to this church this Sunday morning, because for the rest of your lives, you can say, I was there the day he said that. You ready? You might need to write this down. We have been through everything we've been through. Yeah, that's, great. that's it. <laughs> that was it. If you're visiting, that's as profound as I get. <laughs> but when you think about it, it is profound. We've been through everything we've been through. Or to put it in the words of an old hymn, through, through many dangers, toils and snares, I have already come. His grace has brought me safe thus far. And grace will lead me home. God's brought us through every situation we've been through. And here we are today. Tough times don't last. 1 Peter 1 and verse 6 says this, So be truly glad There is wonderful joy ahead even though the going is rough for a while down here. Some of you might need to really grasp hold of that this morning and say, that's what I'm going to believe. There is wonderful joy ahead even though the going is rough for a while down here. 2 Corinthians 4.7 says it slightly differently. Here's, Here's what it says there. It says, these troubles and sufferings are, after all, quite small. And here's the key phrase, won't last very long. They won't last very long. Tough times don't last. Your present situation is not your final destination. The Old Testament promises us this. It says, weeping may... Lasts for the night. But joy comes in the morning. Light comes after darkness. Dawn follows the darkest night. And wherever you might be right now and whatever you might be experiencing right now and if things are pretty dark and scary in your life at this present time I just want to remind you today listen, tough times don't last. I've learned that. I've learned that. So in all circumstances, we give thanks because, Lord, I know this won't last. In Psalm 27 and verse 13, the the psalmist writes this. He said, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Listen, I know I'm going to go to heaven one day. That's a great thing to be assured of, isn't it? I know I'm going to go to heaven one day, but I want to tell you this. I will also see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. This life, God has promised His blessing, His provision, His presence here with us. And and what we need to recognize is, is, is we need sometimes just to hold on and to trust and to believe I will see the goodness of the Lord because God always brings us through even the toughest of our trials. Tough times do not last. Now, let me just separate the pages of my notes because there's a lot of them. Because tough times don't last, we can give thanks in all circumstances. However dark it might seem, it isn't the end. And whatever the devil might whisper in your ear, you're not done. And then the second thing I want to say that I've learned from when, when, when life's difficult is this. Tough times make us stronger. What, what, what encouragement is there to give thanks in every situation? Well, tough times make me stronger. Many of you know that you know, the, the, the most graphic story in the Bible about someone going through tough times is the, is the story of Job, who went through incredible tests and trials. And in the middle of them all, here's what he said in, in, in Job 23 in verse 10. He says about God, but he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. So he says, look, I know, you know, God knows where I'm at, but here's how this is going to end up. The way this is going to end is I'm going to come out stronger, better. I'm going to come out of this like gold. Tough times make us stronger. 1 Peter 1.7 says this. These trials are only to test your faith, to see whether or not it is strong and pure. It is being tested as fire tests gold and purifies it. And your faith is more precious to God than mere gold. So if your faith remains strong after being tried in the test tube of fiery trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day of his return. These trials, it says, are to test your faith. You're going to come out of it stronger, but God's, what it says here is, is, is God permits these to test your faith to see whether or not it is strong and pure. Now, I've got a question for you. Doesn't God already know whether our faith is strong and pure? I think the answer is yes, right? So when it says God's testing our faith, to see if it's strong and pure. Could it be, it's not that God wants to check out, is it strong and pure, but could it be that in those tests, God wants us to see? These trials are only to test your faith to see whether or not it's strong and pure. And sometimes in the trial, when we come through the trial and think, wow, I never thought I could have endured that. Never thought I could have gone through that. And, and the stuff we're going through helps us to realize what strength we've got because of our relationship with God. I was uh, a couple of years ago now, it was a beautiful day, and I said to Joe, yo, let's take a day out and let's drive to Montauk. We love Montauk. It's like, let's just take a ride out to Montauk. So we did. It's a beautiful, clear crisp fall morning, and uh, we're driving along Sunrise Highway, and I said to Jill, I need to pull off by Hampton Bays, uh, because there's that, that Macy's there, and she got excited, because we were going to Macy's, because she, <laughs> she thought we were going to Montauk, but I explained that the only reason I was stopping to go to M- Macy's was, well, you work out for yourselves, I don't need to go into all the detail, okay? Okay. <laughs> It wasn't to buy anything. It's because they had certain facilities. So so I said, I've got to just pull off the road. They're right off the road. And I, need, I need to go in there. And, and, and so I'm going along, and I'm like, I've got to get there. I've got to get there. I've got to get there. And I was doing really good until the light started flashing behind me. And, 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 and I got pulled over by this state trooper. And then, so she comes up, and then she asks this question. I'm to be... Very careful because I've got a retired traffic cop sitting right in front of me this morning. Um, But she she comes up to me and she asks, I guess what is a pretty normal question. Do you know how fast you were going? Do you know what speed you were doing? And my answer was no. I really had no idea what speed I was doing. I was just concerned to get to Macy's in time. So, I'm, so I'm, you know, so she pulls me over and she says, you, I don't know what it was, she, you were doing 80 odd miles an hour. I said, well, I'm sorry, I was desperate. <laughs> but I had no idea how fast I was going till something happens that made me aware of it. And, you know, sometimes we don't realize how strong our faith is until something happens that makes us aware of it. And in the trials, we are strengthened and we find incredible reserves that maybe we didn't even know were there. God spoke to the children of Israel in, in Deuteronomy 8 and he talked about how their experience with him. He says, Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart. God didn't test them because he didn't know what was in their heart. God said, I did this to test you so that you could know what was in your heart. And sometimes when we're going through a tough time, what what happens is we get to know what's in our heart. And sometimes it isn't good. And in those periods, we make adjustments and we start to change. Change. And sometimes the trials that we're going through initially don't bring out the best in us, but they bring something out that we realize we need to adjust so that we come out of our trials stronger. Tough times can make us stronger. The fact is this, when we're going through trials, While we're making adjustments and trying to deal with issues, there's something else happening. It's something like 2 Corinthians 4.16, which says, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. The good thing about trials is sometimes they become a source of inward renewal. Of us making adjustments. Tough times often drive us to prayer, right? Right? Tough times often drive us to God's promises. Tough times often drive us to church. That's, that, that's, just the, that's just the reality. And we grow through the trial. And as we go through it, we become confident. There's a fabulous story that most of you will be aware of in the Old Testament. story about David and Goliath, Right? So here's this huge giant, belongs to the Philistines, and, and he's challenging the armies of Israel. The armies of Israel are terrified. He says, send your, send your champion to fight against me. And, uh, and, and everybody's terrified. Nobody will take him up. Then along comes this, this, this teenage shepherd boy, uh, and, and he sees what's going on, and he goes to the king, and he said, I'll take on the giant for you. And the king said, don't be so stupid. How are you going to do that? And David said, Just let me tell you a thing or two here. When I was minding the sheep, if a lion came and carried off a lamb, I chased after the lion. Saul now knew he was nuts. Right? (laughs) I chased after the lion. I chased after the lion. And I fought the lion and I killed the lion. And I got the lamb back again. Oh. I, I did that with a bear a few times as well. <laughs> and, and the fact is, the battles he had already faced and the successes he had already had strengthened him and emboldened him for the next test. No trial in life is ever wasted because the fact is they make us stronger. They make us more confident. And trials help us to get a better understanding and awareness of God and of God's ways too. There's a classic story in Mark's Gospel going. Jesus had been with his disciples. They'd been teaching people and doing stuff all day long. And then it says this in Mark four thirty-five. It says, That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let's go over to the other side. So they got in a boat and they went across the Sea of Galilee. Some of you know this story. They went to go across Galilee. While they are in the middle of the lake, this huge storm came up. And uh, the disciples, many of whom were seasoned fishermen were frightened for their lives. They were terrified. They did not know what to do. And uh, Jesus was sleeping in the back of the boat. And so they went and woke Jesus up and said, you know, don't, you, don't you care what's going on here? We're, we're, we're going to die. And Jesus got up and, and, and he, he just spoke and he stilled the storm. The wind went down, the waves subsided, and everything was calm. And Jesus said to his disciples, you know, what's the matter with you? Why didn't you believe? And it says this in Mark 4, 41. They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. That whole terrifying experience made them stronger. And I'll tell you why. The whole point of what happened there was not to tell them Jesus can still storms. How many have gone through tempestuous experiences and Jesus did not still the storm? Right? No, it's okay. It's true. Most of us have. We've been through crises in life. We say, Lord, please fix this. Lord, please fix this. Lord, please fix this. But he didn't run to our rescue. The lesson out of... Mark's Gospel, chapter 4, is not that Jesus will always steal your storm. Here's what, the, here's what the lesson is. The lesson is Jesus will always bring you through the storm to the other side. That's the lesson. When Jesus, when Jesus says, let's go to the other side, you're going to end up on the other side. If Jesus says, let's go over there, you're going to end up over there. And there is not no demon in hell. There is not no devil in existence. There is not no individual in your life who can stop God's purposes for you. And when God saved you and God said to you, I give you eternal life, there is nothing and there is no one and there is nothing that can stop you from getting over to the other side. In our trials, in the tough times, we grow stronger. We grow stronger. Jesus brought me through that. I took on a lion once. Sorry, I hesitated there um, because there's a place in which Paul says he's he says, I fought with lions in Ephesus. And he didn't mean lions. He meant I had some real difficulty with some individuals in the church. <laughs> and I just remembered that and thought, yeah, I fought with lions too. But, but <laughs> thankfully not lately. So here we go. All right. So, so one of the lessons I've learned is this, that, that tough times actually make us stronger. And, and then let me just mention this to you. One of the reasons we give thanks in all circumstances is that tough times bring Jesus closer the apostle Paul was arrested because of his faith he was went through a whole series of trials was ultimately shipped off to Rome eventually after several years in prison there he, he actually had a trial in Rome and he was executed for his faith. And he's writing from his prison cell in Rome to, to his young protege Timothy, and he says this to him in 2 Timothy 4. He says, At my preliminary hearing, no one stood by me. They all ran like scared rabbits. But it doesn't matter. The master stood by me. I'm here to tell you this Sunday morning what so many of you could be able to say as well. You know what? The Master has always stood by me. In in the words of Matt Redmond's song that we sometimes sing together, never once did I ever walk alone. Never once did you leave me on my own. You are faithful, God. You are faithful. Never once, never once did I ever walk alone. And you know, to this morning, when, you know, when we finish the last song and the, the, the lights go down and we all go our separate ways and you walk out of this building, you get in your car and you drive home and maybe you're driving back into a situation that is causing you a lot of anxiety and stress right now. I want you to remember this, Jesus doesn't live here. This isn't his address. When you go out of that door, you're not leaving him behind. But the reality is that Jesus is with you. And never once will you ever walk alone because he is faithful. Here's what it says in Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 24. It says, one who has has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Isn't that great? There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. One of the things I've learned when life is difficult is, difficult, is this. However isolated I might feel, however alone I might think I am, the reality is this. I have never ever at once been totally by myself because the Lord never leaves our side. Now sometimes there's a situation arises um, one of my favorite Easter segments is at the end of Luke's gospel when two of Jesus' followers are leaving Jerusalem in the afternoon of Easter Sunday and they're on their way back home to the village of Emmaus where they lived and basically they're going home because as far as they're concerned they saw Jesus die. They hung around for a couple of days. Nothing much happened that they were aware of. And so now they're going back and they're totally disappointed and totally disillusioned. They thought that He was the Savior. They thought this was going to be everything turning around for them and it was over. And it says this in Luke 24, 15, as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus Himself came up and walked with them. But they were kept from recognizing Him. For some reason, whatever it was, something kept them from realizing it was Jesus. Maybe they didn't even want to fully look at the stranger. Maybe their eyes were filled with tears. Who knows what it was? They didn't see that Jesus was there, but he was. And you mightn't see that Jesus is there today, but I'm going to tell you this. He is he is. You may not feel that he's close, but he is. Your feelings aren't the final arbiter. God's promises are the last word. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. How can you give thanks in every situation? Well, That's a couple of things I've learned when life stinks, when it's really tough going. I've learned tough times don't last. I've learned that tough times make me stronger. And I've learned in tough times, Jesus seems closer. Those are vital lessons I've learned. And I want to encourage you as we Think about November as a month of thanksgiving and of gratitude. That even if, even if you're in a difficult situation right now, I want to encourage you. Give thanks. Give thanks because it won't last. Give thanks because you're going to come out of this stronger. And give thanks for the fact that Jesus is right there with you. And he will bring you out the other side. Amen. Let's pray together. And if, you, if you're here today and you're one of those who is, maybe you've got a heavy heart, maybe you've got some real anxiety just now. I want to pray especially for you at this moment. Father, let your loving arms embrace those who need to feel you near in a special way today. Help them to be aware of the fact you are with them and you care for them. That you will always bring them through the toughest of trials. And God, I pray that, Lord, you will grant them your peace and your blessing. Father, thank you that we belong to you, that you love us tremendously, care for us so faithfully, and will never, ever leave us. Amen.